welcome to episode 79 of Wing Sauce. Uh, there is nobody who's worn 79, so it's going to be the Wing Sauce edition again. We have the full crew back in Adam. Um, how you guys doing? I'm good. I mean, uh, probably not as good as Dustin. He went golfing today, so whenever you can get in the course uh, first thing in the morning, it's probably going to be a good day. Great way to yeah. start off the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nobody on the on the course at all. <clears throat> but it looked like they either had an event yesterday or like a wedding beforehand because there's fucking trash all over. And I found a shit ton of golf balls. So, yeah, so I'll just go into it. The course itself was like moderately challenging compared to some of the courses I've played. However, just I, I, I'm going to give them a second chance and go at a different time and go under the pretense that they had a, a wedding or some type of event the day before because they did have a tent set up. Um, so I'm just guessing some of them had a big circle, you know, closest to the hole type thing. So I'm assuming that's why, but there's like trash on the course. Oh, it wasn't, geez. Yeah, yeah you, don't, it wasn't, you don't want that. How am I supposed yeah. to chip with that going on? <laughs> well, so that's funny you say that. So on the 18th hole, there's this fucking massive hill um, and it butts up, the 18th hole butts up against the road. And so I take out, <clears throat> I was like, all right, it's like a hundred yards. At least I thought it was. Um, but needless to say, I got my pitching wedge out and launched it over the fucking road. Um, I was like, oh shit. I was like, Nicole, did I hit something? She's like, no, I think you're good. I'm like, okay. And so we're leaving. And I was like, is that my fucking golf ball? And sure as shit, my wing sauce ball is right there. And I'm like, ah, I found it. <laughs> across the road, across the road on the other side. But, uh, but Yeah. Nice. That's a good. Overshot find, it by a little. Yeah, yep. just a smidge. Just a touch. <laughs> yeah, so, needless but, to say, that, that that hole killed me uh, with strokes. Oh, I bet. But oh, I mean, man. still, to, to walk out with with the score that you got is pretty good. Yeah, for having bad. one blow up hole. So, um, but uh, I saw that the the sprinklers were on. Did you have to play through that, or was that There's behind one, you? No, no, that was one. So one hole. That's funny you say that. So that's that hole. I actually was like one of my best holes, but. Um, as soon as we're driving through the fairway, another sprinkler kicked back on. I was like, son of a bitch. Shouldn't they time that stuff? I feel like they timed it as soon as I drove by, they kicked it on. <laughs> like so, what, some somebody has like a <laughs> like a trail cam and is like, okay, yeah, yeah, hit it. Go, go. That's, <laughs> honestly, that's how I felt because I shit you not, as soon as I was driving by, it, it nailed me. I was like, son of a bitch. Someone's like, hey, Dustin, go meet me in the ninth green at nine. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Oh, and Justin? <laughs> Dress nice, Dress nice. <laughs> right? Oh, being, man. Your, being your Sunday best, yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that's good. There is a speaking of events though on uh, courses. There's an event at the uh, Country Club here that so it's actually pretty cool. The course has been closed for uh, any members or anybody that wants to play golf since Tuesday because there's a um, it's called the Road to the LPGA. It's called the in it's on it's the tour is called Symmetra Tour. So it's just all of these girls from all over the world that are super super good at golf. And they play, they've been playing since uh, Thursday and today, like they had a cut yesterday and not today's obviously the final round. Um, so it's been pretty cool to go out and watch them. You can bring a lawn chair, bring some drinks and just watch them tee off. Literally, I was out there for a couple hours and I don't even know if I saw a missed fairway um, from any of them. Like they were shooting six under in one day, just absolutely tearing pretty the good. course. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're the real deal. There's no doubt about it. Speaking of women's golf, we captured a gold in Tokyo Nelly Corda, I think is her last name. It's uh, Anthony Cio's girlfriend. Um, so oh, it kind of works no out since he, since he got the green jacket for hockey. Um, she also <laughs> essentially would have got the green jacket, if you will. So, oh, yeah. Uh, she'll, well, she'll be the breadwinner, even though he just got re-signed in L.A., didn't he? Uh, yeah, for a year. But, dude, she was – I think one day she shot almost – the. she almost beat the course um, record for women. Uh, I think a 59. She shot wow. a 62. That's incredible. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, it's it, it's crazy. I've been like dreaming about golf lately. I'm just like, man, I've been watching too much golf. I just want to get Olympics better at it. That's how I feel. That's why I've been golfing a lot. And and that's why I tried that new course. But real quick on that that course, just so everyone knows, it's super, it's all straight. There's very little like dog legs you, or anything. Yeah, nothing. It's a straight course. As long as you hit the fairway, like you're good. Is Where's it pretty it open? Is it like a farm or is there like water and trees? And uh, stuff there's some trees. It's in Rockwood, Connor. Um, 
honestly, I think it was like a farm at one point. So like it started out as a nine hole course. And then like after World War Two, I think it turned into an 18 hole. It's like a super old course. Um, the greens were nice. I sent you that picture of the greens. The yeah. greens were nicer than anything. I was like, do you guys just care about your greens? And then you don't do anything with the tee box. <laughs> Put all the money into those greens. Literally. And then the shitty part is all of the greens have uh, sand traps on the backside. You can't see. And oh, so, if you and they, o- so they go down deep. Oh, yeah. So if you overshoot your green, you're fucked. And that's how I found that out a couple times. <laughs> Grab a towel and some suntan lotion. Right. Heading to the beach, baby. Yeah. Yep. Last um, week last week for golf wasn't too great for me. Hoping to bounce back uh, this week. Do you shoot 18 every time for your league? No, 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 no. Because nine. We, yeah, we, we tee off. Um, sometimes there are golf outings. Uh, that are going on and like last week was for like folds of honor remember uh anthony yep. rayola's so they have a uh, folds of honor in grand rapids and they had an event they had a morning outing and an afternoon outing so it was a huge huge event uh we didn't end up teeing off till six for our league which means that there are uh there are four groups that go off so i was in group three and we didn't end up going off to like six twenty or six thirty that's so. not too bad I got off this morning. Nobody was in front of me. That's why, like, honestly, I finished off pretty early because we were we were going to record at 11. But yeah, I think it took me an hour and 40 minutes to golf nine. Nice. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Now, you know, what's beast. funny about you know, what's funny about golf, guys. So when at, at least this is how what this is how it was for me last week. I was dialed in focused, or at least I've tried to be dialed in and focused and, you know, I'd get like a bogey, you know, the occasional double every now and then I'd end up with a par sometimes, whatever. And then we got to an extra hole where we saw some of our buddies and they're like, oh yeah, you want to play an extra one? We're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And everyone, everyone's like, all right, we're going to do a happy Gilmore, like to tee off, like from the tee box. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. And, uh, people are like slicing it to the right. It'll, they duff it into the water or whatever. I step up. I haven't done a happy Gilmore swing since I got kicked out of golf, uh, golf camp when I was like 10, I crushed this thing and it went, it, it went, it's a short par four, but it ended up like just to the right of the green and I chipped it on and then everyone had to do like a pool shot to knock their ball in. I ended up with, I ended up with a birdie on the last hole when, when I was just messing around. <laughs> like how, just, how in the world does that work? Because you're not stressed. You don't have to worry That's about true. it. It doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. It's always like when you get on the green and you have two balls up there, like let's say you have a chip and then you hit one bad and then you have two on the green and then uh, one's really far, like a far putt. And then you just walk up to it without lining it up. And just hit it. Break, and, it just goes hit it and it goes in or like is an inch off. And you're like, what the hell? And then you have a 10 footer that you're four feet away after you hit. <laughs> and you got the yips. Here. You're like shaking. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. But um, man, uh, eight minutes in all golf. Should we talk some hockey or? There's not it. really much hockey. Mm-hmm. Well, to be there, there's, I mean, just, there's just a lot to shit on Ken Holland about. <laughs> well, yeah, just picking up the Red Wings trash. But I mean, there was a little bit of hockey with the uh, roller hockey um, barstool. Had that downtown hockey fest. Um, yeah, I didn't go to clips. it. I missed it. Um, but yeah, Dude. Uh, apparently it was um, one of our upcoming guests was there mentioned. It was it was pretty good, but kind of kind of kind of not that good at the same time. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious yeah. to hear his input once we have him on. But it was. Um, I heard it was like 90 degrees and like no wind. So everyone was just sweating their bag off the whole time. Yeah. I mean, when you're downtown anywhere and it's in the summer, there's no wind anywhere, anywhere. So it's yeah. just humid, no wind and you're running around. Um, so I'm sure it's a fun time though. I, you know, I, it can't be that bad if you got some cool people, you're watching random games and um, just hanging out and there's some food and stuff. So how, how bad can it be? I'm sure I mean, that it should always be better, but yeah. <laughs> Zach Wierenski was there. You know, they had like actual pro players for some teams. So I'm oh, kind of yeah. curious. So that's what kind of got me is like, were a lot of the teams actually not like actual people and it was just more like pros or, you know what I'm saying? Like from around, from around Detroit, which if so, I get it. But at the same time, it kind of defeats the purpose of having only like seven, eight teams. No, they, they had an A division and a B division. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if they had a third one. But okay. uh, so the A division was for like, they kind of broke it up into, 
okay, the like celebs, how, ex- how experienced are you? Not really, because the team that won, they didn't have any like you yeah, know, they didn't have any pros. pro people on there, but they beat Wierenski's team in the finals, I think. Yeah, um, okay. and I think they had Alexi on that team and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, and and then the B division was just probably I, I don't know, just some uh, some average Joes who just got together and. Decided, hey, let's, out let's, let's play some ball hockey. Isn't that, I think that's how you like submit it, right? You have to put, get your group uh, together and like you, submit a video and then they pick you. So they probably yep. just had a decent video. I don't yeah. know if it was a video. I didn't see anything about that. I did notice that you just had to like submit something to when well, I was looking a lot it up. Of, yeah, there's a lot of submissions and I think to get picked, I mean, you you could probably roll the dice, but I don't think anybody that didn't submit a video or some sort of something extra because I mean, yeah. how many people would submit it? There's tons. Right. So I think I, the way to put your team over the edge is you have to do something a little extra. Like a video well, I mean, it was like, it was like a $1,500 entry fee. So I think that might've eliminated a little bit of the like non, non-serious people from joining. Oh, for sure. I, I think that they, they really just want people who are going to be entertaining to be yes. there just because you're going to be on camera all the time and it's going to be, it's going to be on a YouTube series. It's going to be all over their social media. They don't want any, any duds that are just going to show up and, you know, suck. Yeah. And not, <laughs> so, and not be entertaining. No, exactly. I agree. So, but it, it looked fun. It looked hot. Um, I was happy that I was able to just see clips of it from, from my phone though. It looked way too hot to just stand there and, and watch people play ball hockey. I was going to say, I don't know what I would have done. But like, what do you do? Just sit there anyway, and watch. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's not like do we have the rink any, where you can actually like enjoy yourself uh, and it's nice and cool. Do we have so you're not like cooking news? yourself in the sun. What's up? What? What, what did you say, Tyler? <laughs> you, you just cut out and then you try to jump in and act like you're running the conversation. So what do you want, Tyler? No, no, no. So it, it, it literally cut out. I, I didn't hear anything from from you guys, so I'm like, okay, I guess I'll keep the conversation going. And then, yeah, so what we were saying is, I'm sorry. No, what were you saying? Because I completely missed it. We were just saying that it's um, it's better to watch it like when you're in a rink. Obviously, though, it's a little cooler out. Yeah, actually, hockey to watch uh, rather than just like going and like I I was just saying I didn't exactly know what you do down there as a spectator. Yeah. You just hang out and. And like cook, watch yourself. Not cook yourself on the blacktop. Hockey. You know, yeah, hockey's and, and, not, it's not good, but it's just kind of like entertaining maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, there is some good roller hockey. Like I've actually watched, um, like they actually, like, there's like an actual like USA roller hockey league. Oh yeah. I mean, going on, they're actually really good. Some of the players. Well, sure, but that's it not needs the, to be a summer. I mean, no, 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 no. For the Olympics. No, no, no. hundred percent. No, I, that would be pretty cool. Or like yeah. ball hockey. Don't they play floor hockey? If I'm not mistaken. They, floor hockey uh, and indoors and everything. Yeah. But I think that they should, they should make. Like an outdoor straight, like an actual roller hockey or or ball hockey. They should do like roller hockey. hockey full contact. Oh my god! Hell Dude, yeah! The only pro- the only problem with that is you don't have as much give on roller hockey skates as you do ice skates, which would make it much more fun. So like, <clears throat> like I feel like when you're ice skating, like when you get checked, you'll, you're more likely to slide. Whereas sometimes on rollerblading, you might grip. I don't know. I think uh, I think roller. Like people that are experienced at roller skating, they stop the same way. Your your wheels slide. I I don't think I would Wait, do you really. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. like I would a really tight stop. turn. Yeah, I would. It, it's. I mean, you can literally stop like a when I play roller hockey, you just stop normal, like because the ground's a little bit different. You're not on pavement or anything. Yeah, you're, you stop normal and your wheels are sliding. And it's like those plastic like tiles, slide. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would almost argue or that wood. it's the opposite because if you have blades, you are really digging into the ground. You're pushing back. It's almost like the reverse hit. Like very rarely do you get hit when your like blades are pointing, you know, I guess like perpendicular, I guess parallel uh, to the other person. And then you have to like stop and push off. Yeah. I don't know. It's like if, if you look at Datsuk all the time, he like pushed back on it, right? You don't like slide. So I would, I don't know. There actually is full contact uh, roller hockey. If you look it up on YouTube, I think that there is, I don't know, maybe it's a league out in California or something, but there's like fights and it's nuts, man. I, I want to see that. I want to see that as an Olympic sport. That'd be so cool. That'd be a lot of fun. But I mean, even if there wasn't contact, I, 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 I don't know. It, it still would be fun, but, uh, yeah. It's out of Virginia, by the way. It's Major League Roller Hockey. Hmm. Well, the only full contact inline competition in the world, I think it's going to say. I didn't feel like clicking it. 
Yep, in the world. Nice. In wow. the world. Well, all do, right. we any, do we have any NHL news to talk about, or are we kind of that's, wrapped up because of – That's literally uh, all I – I was literally asking that question as uh, – As you cut out? As I cut out – as you guys cut out on my end, I was like, so do we have any NHL news to talk about? And then I heard Dustin. I'm like, oh. oh I no. guess well, not. I guess not, to be honest, because I'm trying to think of anything. and but Holland it, is just signing well, – we already, we already talked about Holland signing trash, but – <laughs> he, must I mean, really like, he must actually like those guys because I would have thought that he would have left and be like, Ooh, got out of there just before it blew up. Well, yeah, but it's weird how he just picks up like old Red Wings players that he signed. Maybe he just knows them so he feels confident with the signings. Well, I don't know. Not only that, but like he's doing literally, ex- mm-hmm. he's doing the exact same thing that he did in Detroit over in, in Edmonton where he hands out these lengthy, overpaid contracts with no move clauses. It's hilarious. It's like, do you not? Do you not read or, or listen to like critics of yourself? I mean, that's fine. At least he's not the Red Wing GM anymore. No, I, I'm I'm fine with it. It's just he's gonna he's gonna end up shipping Drysaddle and and uh, McDavid out of there. That's fine. Then come the Wings. I'll take them. <laughs> yep. But uh, should we kick it over to our guest? Yeah. Do you want to Ry- say who it is? Riley Brass. He was well. He played a little bit of. Uh, he he played at Bowling Green for uh, D one club, and he also played baseball. Uh, he had a pretty pretty wild story about how he was able to to make the squad there, and he's also the referee for uh, Maiden Michigan Hockey League. So uh, it was it was a lot of fun having him on. So I I know everyone will will enjoy getting to know Riley. Yeah, let's kick it over. You know what time it is. You done goofed. All right. Now we've had a few Made in Michigan players on, and uh, we finally got somebody on who could uh, who could tell the officiating side of everything. And uh, the guy who's responsible for throwing these losers in the box and, and telling them what to do. So uh, welcome to the Wing Sauce Podcast, Riley Brass. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, boys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Is that a Bucci overtime challenge? I was I was about to ask that. I was like, give me yeah. the backstory here. Did, did I love it. But yeah, this is from last year's playoffs. Nice. Wait, did you win? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was Dallas versus somebody, and it was like the fourth time I got it right in the playoffs, and like I finally won. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. So like, so it, he just sent you a shirt. Yeah, pretty much. He sent me a DM. He said, "Congrats, name, address, T-shirt size." Oh, and really? I thought there was like a cooler. I thought there was like a cooler prize. Not, I mean, it's cool. It's a free shirt. Whoa, I just thought whoa. maybe, maybe he no, was gonna give you like I don't know, like a signed jersey or something from from one of the teams. No, I'm pretty sure that's been the thing the whole time is the shirt. You get the you get the uh, Bucci overtime challenge shirt. Well, I just let's didn't know, change I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know how he did it. So that's pretty. He, is it him uh, DMing you like directly, or is it, does he have a team? I'm sure it's somebody that does it, but it's straight from his Twitter account. And when it comes in mail, it comes in pretty close to where ESPN headquarters are out in Connecticut. So I got to imagine he's in on it. Oh, that's yeah, cool for sure. That, hey, that's, yeah, that's unreal. Speaking of that, did you guys see uh, Torts? Yeah, is the lineup ESPN? for for ESPN. Mm-hmm. That is going to be. So entertaining to watch. I he hope swear he on ESPN. Let's it fly. No, no, no. I'm sure he will though. He'll push the boundary. Oh, there, I'm, but, I'm guarantee yeah. it. It's going to be they're, a nonstop bleep. They're, they're going to, they're going to be on at least a minute delay so they could cut some stuff out <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for, for taking the time and, and joining us, man. Uh, we have a lot to dive into, but uh, Dustin actually had um, a, a little stat prior to, to you joining on. Um, Dustin, he played another sport. Is that correct? He did. He played baseball. Um, and according to his nice little baseball stat, you had a uh, 4.29 batting average. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the summer before I went into college. Uh, they asked for me what I could put in the bio. I'm like, well, I don't have any stats playing in college yet, so here's something to make me look somewhat good. <laughs> I mean, a 4.29 looks really good. No, four point two or point four two nine. Yes, yeah, point four two nine. Thank you. I was going to say this guy's out of the. He should be in majors right now if he's batting 
four point two nine. Every no, single that, hit. That, that's incredible. Oh my gosh. Were you, uh, you said that was uh, in what, in, uh, what league or division you said was at high school or college? That was the, that was the travel ball period between my senior year of high school versus my freshman year of college. So one last hurrah before going to school. No way. That's like, uh, Damn. you ever see those players in the NHL, like McDavid. And then you're like, man, that game must be so fun for him. Was that just super fun to just go up the bat? And you're like, there's a really, really good chance that I'm about to hit. The ball <laughs> I'm gonna hit. <laughs> No, for me, it, when I was playing hockey, it was not it was not fun. I was like, if I can get out of here with like I don't know, not being dash one and like you know, even <laughs> I'm I'm pretty happy about this. <laughs> no, all those summers were fun with the boys. I mean, you're going out of town every weekend. You're playing ball two games a day, sometimes six games a weekend, and just enjoying yourself. You know, I, I miss it now that I'm graduated, but those are fun times. So you uh, did you, you played? both hockey and baseball, but when you got to Bowling Green, you had a choice to make, right? I did. So I, I showed up, no offers to play anything. And like, you know what? I'm going to join myself. I'm going to play club hockey, go to tryouts. And I ended up making the team, played there for a semester, but still wanted to try out for the varsity baseball team. And I think it was the second week of school. They held walk-on tryouts. And I tried out at pitcher. I tried out at third base. I tried out in the outfield. I didn't end up making the team. I'm like, you know what? No big deal. First semester went by and I get this email and a phone call over Christmas break from the assistant coach saying, Hey, Riley, we remember you from walk tryouts. Are you still available to come try out again? I'm like, wow, this is awesome. So I said, yeah, absolutely. And I show up first week back from winter break. I hadn't thrown a ball in probably five months or swung a bat. Coach comes up to me and goes, Riley, can you catch? I'm like, all right, this is the one position I really didn't try out for walk on tryouts, but you know, luckily enough, I had caught back in high school a little bit. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So the week went on and the last day coach comes up to me and goes, Riley, you know, you got the last roster spot if you want it. And there was very minimal hesitation on taking that. And I mean, it, it was great. It was an awesome experience. No way. That's, that's awesome. I, yeah. How, so think of and put myself in your shoes. So you get that over Christmas break. How many days do you have after you got that email where you have to go show up? Because I'm just thinking in my mind mentally of putting myself in like a hockey shoes, right? If I didn't skate or do something for five months and someone's like, hey, can you do this? I'd be like, yeah, hold that thought. Let me just go try to learn how to skate again real quick. And then I'll be there in one second. So how much time did you have after you got that email? I don't remember the exact date, but I'm pretty sure it was in the span of like a week to 10 days. I think it came like just after Christmas. Were you, were you doing some training after that you got that? You're like, all right, I need to like hold the baseball while I go to sleep or something. Just to get it in. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I went to the batting cage just a couple hours later. Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. No helmet, like uh, like Happy Gilmore? <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. Just uh, just speeding things up a little bit, knowing it's going to be faster than I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's got to be what a big they... transition from high school to, to college ball as far as like seeing 80 plus mile an hour fastballs as opposed to, you know, low 80s. Yeah, and everybody's on roids. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I consider myself lucky because the backstory that not many people know is I didn't even play varsity baseball in high school. I was cut. So it was a huge kind of like Cinderella story for me to go from not even playing varsity high school baseball to all of a sudden playing a Division One school. So Wow. Uh, that's yeah. incredible. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that really is. That's like... Uh... I don't even know. That, you you know Michael Jordan that type thing, right? When has Michael Jordan has got Disney reached on. out to you for a movie yet? <laughs> <laughs> John Scott and Riley. <laughs> yeah. a couple Cinderella's. No, that's that's awesome. Congrats on doing that. You don't see that very often. Oh, was thanks. It, it, in, uh, yeah. Just curious then in, in, in uh, varsity, like what was the difference of not making that to then the summer? Because you played, I would imagine, somewhat competitive in that one league that you were talking about after. Were you just training while varsity was going on? Did you play in a different league during that time? Or like, how did you get better? Yeah, so when high school had their season, I knew I was still going to be playing summer ball. So I'm like, I got to keep my arm in shape. I got to still swing the bat. So I go up to the batting cages a few nights a week, play catch with my dad outside sometimes. Or heck, if somebody was at the cages, try throwing with them and basically working on my own and working with a private pitching and hitting coach as much as I could. And then those, you know, 35 games you get during the summer season, that's all you got until you go to school. So what was your uh, position? Sorry, go ahead, Connor. Well, I was just going to ask, do do you know the person that like technically took your spot on the varsity team and did he play division one? And if he didn't play division one, can you tell him to suck it now? Because you guys (laughs) played. I, uh, I I could take a guess at who it was. Um, 
I've always wanted to go back to my coach and just kind of give him the business. I know yeah, it's not the right thing to do, but there, there's been some uh, some chips on my shoulders for that. Absolutely. All right, go ahead, Dustin. Sorry to cut you off. So I was going to ask what your position was in, in high school or what did you play as far as baseball? Because you mentioned you weren't a, a catcher. Yeah, I, uh, I pitched and I played third base and outfield all through summer ball. And that was, that was it. I could catch if needed, but I never really did because I was usually pitching. Uh, and then, and then to get that text or excuse me, the call the email, rally, can you catch I'm like, Oh God, you know what? Yes. Yeah. I want to, I can do whatever you want. Yep. I can do whatever. <laughs> I can coach if you need me to. <laughs> so how did that season go for you for those few seasons in college? Yeah. 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 So freshman year, I ended up redshirting, uh, just working on my game you know, outside of the field. I had to get better. I had to compete against, I think it was four other catchers during my playing time. And, you know, redshirting that year was a good experience because I got to learn from these guys. You got to figure out, you know, what it takes to get better. And then sophomore fall came around and just didn't have my best performance. So I ended up actually getting cut from the team after my sophomore fall. So I was only there for the one season. Um, but, you know, take, take nothing for granted. I mean, the odds of me even getting that far were slim to none to begin with. Oh yeah. That's, no, that's an incredible story there at least. And so then you, uh, did you go back to playing hockey? Cause like you mentioned, you were playing club before and then you stopped playing club. Right. And then what, what about after that? Were you like, all right, I'm going to go play hockey again. Were you like, all right, I, I can't play any more sports. I'm burnt out. Cause I know <laughs> how that goes. <laughs> I, uh, I, I contemplated it. You know, I wanted to get back on the ice. I wanted to keep busy, but ultimately I decided, you know, I've only got so much time left in college. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to start refereeing again and, just make the most of what I have remaining. So I didn't end up go playing, but you know, I was still buddies with the guys in baseball, still buddies with the guys in hockey. Um, I followed the team, but that was it for my athletic career. Yeah. I feel like when I talked to baseball player, or I'm sorry, I talked to hockey players that played both baseball and hockey. The biggest thing that they tell me about the same is that the guys are the same, like more so than any other sport. Like I've been around football guys. I've been around baseball guys, but in basketball and everything like that. But when I get, when I'm around like a bunch of baseball guys and I'm around a bunch of like my hockey guys, I, it's very hard to tell the difference between the group. So you probably had a good, a pretty good time hanging out with those guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Boy, boys will be boys. It, it was fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so Riley, you mentioned, you know, that, that transitioned into your, your repping, your repping career, if you will. So where did you start repping at? Was it at the college or did you start doing younger kids or how did that kind of happen? So I, I probably was, if I had to guess, I was probably 16 and just starting out with youth. So kids from first year mites up through Peewee's year one. And then over the years, gradually moving up. So Bantams next year up into high school. And then from there, I did some of the uh, college club games. So for you guys that follow college club hockey, you know, the Acha. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> those are those are some fun games to do. And uh, ever since I started doing that, I've picked up a lot more experience. I've done a lot of the AAA stuff. Uh, I've had the privilege of traveling across the country to even referee. So even oh, wow. last year, I went to uh, Denver, Colorado, did the tier one AAA playoffs out there. Wow. That's pretty sweet. So oh, was- do, do you have to do like, uh, so I, there's like different levels of officiating, right? So you have to, do you have to go back like every year and, and re get like recertified or how does that work? Yeah, every year you've got to give your dues to USA Hockey. You got to complete yeah. the online or in-person seminar, plus the I'm trying to think what else there was. The modules you got to take the closed book test, the open book test, and then once that's done, they'll actually sim- send you your patch for the season, saying, "Hey, you're registered." Oh, wow. But you got to do it here, and it goes all the way up from level one up to level four. Yeah, so so you already have your level four, which means you can do anything now, right? Just about. I was level three last year. I took the year off the year before. So I got to get that level four again. Um, but it's essentially oh, okay. saying, hey, you know, you've got your experience. You're comfortable working at such levels. Now we can actually evaluate to see if you can move up even further. Oh, who, who's, who's doing like the evaluation on that? Like, you know, you've got scouts and for players, right? Is there the same thing for refs that are just watching guys progress? There's evaluators. Some of these guys that actually schedule the games are evaluators themselves. And then there's those that actually work for USA Hockey that might travel around and seek out refs if they have the time. So how do you get to, like, to the next level, like ECHL, AHL, NHL, refing? You know, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure that out. USA okay. Hockey's got 
entire program set up for guys that want to move up as officials. And that's something I haven't done yet. Some guys go, I call it backdoor where they know somebody who knows somebody. Sure. Um, but my hope next year, if I can knock on some wood here is to do NCAA division three. I actually got touch with my schedules like Adrian trying uh, Flandia just Tuesday, just yesterday. He got back to me via email. So hopefully something will become of that for next season, but you know, it starts to funnel out. Everyone's up here and youth hockey then just gets like this and this and this, and eventually only the top survive. Yeah. Now, don't don't take this the wrong way. You you look very young. So when when you're when you're roughing, do you think that that do you have any backlash against coaches thinking they could pick on you because you look young? Uh, not young meaning bad. like you look like you look like younger than your actual age. You're no, still the coaches young. Are like the coaches are like, hey, can you lace them up? I need a I need a second line center. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's not too bad. Luckily, you get to a certain point in your refing career where you just know how to take the crap. Mm-hmm. Um, some coaches have no business giving you the crap, so you give it back to them every now and then. <laughs> but, I mean, most of the games I do, kids are only a couple years younger than me anyway. So it's actually easier for me because I can relate to these guys. You know, I can yeah. shoot it with them on the ice and, you know, chirp a kid on the other team and nobody have any idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can I can imagine that the, you know, the coaches are one thing and that's something that you probably know how to handle a little bit just from being around the game and being around coaches. Right. But then when you're doing uh triple A, like out in Colorado, like you mentioned, how are the parents? Cause triple A parents are crazy. Hockey and parents are crazy. Hockey parents are crazy. Hockey parents are even crazy. Triple A <laughs> traveling hockey parents are, are a little bit, a little bit nuts. How was that? You know, I'll swear by this probably to the day I die, the better the hockey, the better the parents, believe it or not. Yeah. It's the kids that are playing sports and peewees whose parents are psychos. <laughs> Heck, I went to Denver and there's a video of it online. I can send you guys a link after. I got a parent tripping me for calling an interference. And I'm like, kid doesn't have the puck. Kid's 15 feet away from the puck. What do you want me to do here? I was like, that is an interference. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no. And of course, it was in the U18 tier one final. So it's like, these think they really do know everything. But I mean, heck, I had a game in Fort Wayne last year. U16 game. Parent told me to meet him in the parking lot after the game. <laughs> I'm sure he just wanted to have a beer with you. Let's go out in the parking lot. And oh. I'm like, they walked off the ice. I turned and I go, you just paid me to watch your kid lose. And yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it's getting worse and worse at the young levels. So, Have you ever have you thrown out a parent yet? I haven't. I've been on the ice with other refs that do. I just I don't to. care enough to do it. Mm. Yeah, I've ended games because of parent fights in the stands. Though, I, oh, I wow. no kidding. Oh, I mean, the backstory of that was it a call on the ice or what was the what was going on? Are they just brawling upstairs? It was a tournament down in Tampa, Florida. This was like a month before COVID hit. This was back in what February 2019. Team from Maryland was playing a team from Florida, and 30 seconds left in the game, it's five nothing. There's a full out brawl in the stands. <laughs> And I turned around just watching it, gave it about 10 seconds. I'm like, all right, it's five nothing. Game's over. We're out of here. I got out of the restroom. The sheriff's already there. The cops are there. So, oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. So, was it good? Were there a lot of good punches thrown, or was it like, (laughs) I don't even want to know, man. I, I couldn't tell you how it even started. That's the sad part. You just, you just heard mayhem ensuing behind you, and you were like, what the hell? How did this start? (laughs) How does the parent show up for work the next day? Like, obviously not at hockey. They have to actually go into the office or something. And like, hey, how'd you get in a fight? <laughs> well, my kid got tripped going on a breakaway and <laughs> I punched the other guy's parents that tripped me. Like, what, what in the world are these parents doing? Well, Connor's no getting sense. ready because he has to he has to answer those questions so, when he goes into work later. So, so, my, so my uncle actually has been kicked out of a uh, like a midget or uh, like a young hockey game. Like, kicked out, can't come back. For being like, oh. for like screaming at the ref, like get like, I think he actually went on the ice, if I'm not mistaken. Oh God. That's, oh, well, that's, that's, that's great. My dad's been kicked out plenty of times, but he's not gone on the ice. Normally he just waits till it's quiet and he's like, what are you doing? And then he's like, you're out of there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, have I don't you know seen, that warrants it. But. Have you guys seen that video where uh, this guy walks by, he's already getting kicked out and he slams the glass and it shatters <laughs> and they're like, way to go, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So oh, Dawson, is that your uncle? Uh, no, yeah. that wasn't my uncle. Not that I'm aware uncle of. Paul. Oh, yeah, Uncle Paul. Uncle Paul. <laughs> my my long lost Uncle Paul. <laughs> oh man. 
That's good. That's good. So uh, I know that's some uh, ref stories there. Do we, uh, so actually, before we get into anything made in Michigan, uh, as far as those any of the stories go there, how did you get looped in with with refing that that league? Obviously, I mean, those players are just just about as good as they come. So that's probably good for you just as much as good for the players. Yeah. So made in Michigan, I didn't even know what it was until about a month before it started last season. One of my best buddies was uh, Logan Coombs, who's the captain of Team Torch. And he told me he's playing in some summer league. I had no idea what it was. And I asked him about it. I'm like, you know what? Nobody's working around here. Nothing's open. I'm going to reach out and see if they need any help. Nick got back to me probably an hour later saying, hey, we've got our refs. We appreciate the offer. If something changes, we'll let you know. Season comes around. I think the first game was on a Thursday. And I get a text Saturday at like 930 at night. I'm leaving the golf course out in Port Huron. This is, hey, this is Nick Schluter with Made in Michigan Hockey. Can you be here tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, uh, sure. He goes, I'm like, what happened? He goes, our other ref broke his ankle doing something. I don't even know what it was. And ever since then, and I've done almost every game for that league for the last two seasons now. Wow. Wow. It's funny how that works. Some guy breaks his ankle and then it's all your, your league. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have Schluter pay you a little bit more since you were second choice? <laughs> I should. No, he, uh, he, he helps me out. I mean, he gets us pizza sometimes in between games. Nice. Uh, I mean, I get swag. I've got, I mean, I got the made Michigan hat here from last season. That one's oh, clean. Yeah. I like I that, know, one. that one. I'm, I'm staring at it. I don't mean to. I was like, I'm going to tell Nick I want that one. So the one I have on my, the one I have here, and Connor, little... I still have yours. Tyler, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, I, I saw Dustin. He gave me both of them. Come and get it, Connor. I'll come. All right. That that works. So tell me about the first uh first game. So did you know when you well obviously you know you knew a little bit about the the league, right? With some of the talent there, but then you show up, you're actually refing your first game. I mean, you you probably I don't know, are you are refs nervous when they show up like players are? I don't know if you are or not. I guess I never really thought about that, but how was that? You know, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I, I did the research behind it and looked up the rosters to see where the kids played and who was playing that night. And I think the first night I was there, Team Elk was playing, and like half of Team Elk are kids that I knew growing up. Like Paul Cotter I've known since I was like six. Chase Denall I've known since I was two. Uh, John Larkin and I are neighbors. So that made it a little bit better, knowing I was going out there with these guys. But I got out there, I'm like, okay, this is fast. <laughs> I was sweating after the first game. I'm like, I'm in decent shape, but this is, this is next level, especially yeah. for one. Oh man. Jeez. Do you, there's only one ref out there, right? Yeah. Or is there two? Yeah. Oh, except, for, except for playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Riley going up and down the, up and down the ice nonstop. It is fast. I will. Just a hundred wind sprints. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, it was, I mean, it, it was definitely an eye opener though. It makes you appreciate how good some of these hockey players are. And make you think to yourself, I don't belong with these kids on this place. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the good news is, I bet you some of the pressure's off because, I mean, it's mainly it's a developmental league, right? You know, so you don't have to get everything a hundred percent right. Um, I mean, in fact, the players probably don't even want you to get everything a hundred percent right. Like, you're yeah, not let, every let little hook probably, right. you know. So oh, that probably I, takes I a little hear it from a way, whether it's a good call or a bad call. I'll make sure I know. <laughs> Oh, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Typical. You're gonna lose, lose. So it's a win for you. <laughs> Do you ever chirp them when they're out there? Give it right back. <laughs> I've, I've given a little bit this year. Uh, you guys saw if you were there, Zach Jones, who plays for Huron, uh, he's the only kid in the league right now on an NHL contract, and he tried giving me a little bit of business a couple games ago for flipping the puck out of play. I'm like, if anyone knows the rules of hockey on this ice, it's a kid in the NHL. You can't do that in your own zone. It's a <laughs> so I. I gave that back to him a little bit, but I mean, other than that, it's all a bunch of just playful banter for the most part. Yeah. What, um, so you've been, this is the second season that you've been with the league, right? Yeah. Okay. So what has been the most like memorable moment, I guess, uh, since you've been refing with, with this group? Oh man, there's been, there's been some ones that definitely stand out. I mean, I almost could argue the first game of this season. I didn't even realize how big the rivalry was between red and black. I was just told about it. Oh yeah. And 
the literally first game of the season, it goes into overtime. And depending on who you ask, it might have been a trip on the play. And I think it was <laughs> the offensive zone for Black. And, like, I let that go. Kids already on the ice. And sure enough, Red comes down and scores. And Black made sure I heard it coming off the ice. But I'm like, this is the start of the season. I'm not happy for what's to come if it's going to be like this. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, we saw more overtime games this year than last year by a ton. So there's been a lot of good quality matchups that I've witnessed out there. Minus the uh, you- championship game. Yeah, that that was... That- <laughs> uh, Blue was shorthanded. That much they could do there. Poor Kurt. No, uh, Kurt, Kurt's a good sport about it. You know what I mean? He he runs the league. He he can pick his team if he wanted. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so when, when the games are a little bit tighter, are those guys on you a little bit more or not really? Yeah, they expect me to pick up some offsides if there is any and uh maybe wave a few icings here and there. But yeah. I try to keep it, you know, as fair as possible. And I don't get paid enough to screw over anyone out there and yeah, I don't beef with anyone to screw over anyone, but I try to remind him, like, you know, I'm the only one out there and yeah. I skate faster than some of you, but I can't outskate the puck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's only, it's only one of you two. You can only see, like, you're not going to be able to see everything. And, um, I mean, well, I feel like it, the hardest part about when it's one, you know, in a summer league game, you got one ref for most of the time, players aren't going to be scrapping or tripping or whatever behind the play like coming back behind the, the puck that you don't need to, that you don't need another guy behind you. But I feel like the biggest thing and correct me if I'm wrong, if you're on the other side of the goal line and there's a loose puck and players are saying that he's got it or not, like that's gotta be super difficult for the players and for the ref, because I mean, a lot of the times you can blow the whistle and then the bench is call, talking like, Hey, the puck's loose. And then like, how are you supposed to do that? Normally you have another guy on the other side that's able to see it. So uh, that's gotta be tough to have one ref at a, in a league that's that fast with players that know what they're talking about. Oh yeah. And I've definitely gone up to a couple of them here and there saying, Hey, you know what, what actually is the right call on this play? Cause we play <laughs> by the NHL rules and I'm sure as heck not an NHL referee. So you got guys out there that actually know what the rules are almost to the book. Um, but a play like that, no, nobody likes that. There's never a, never a win situation there. Yeah, for sure. You're like, hey, man, I'm a level three. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I'll be a level four next year and I'll make the call. <laughs> next year I'll be better, promise. But um, I I looked at like a, a collage of, of videos on like for referees getting like hit by pucks and everything. So the, like you would think that the higher the level, like the, the obviously the harder the shots get, but they're more mindful and they're, they have their heads up. So is it, I mean, do you get hit with more pucks because it's a faster moving game or because they kind of have their heads up? You don't really worry about that much. That's a good question. And I noticed that a lot more during the regular season this past year that the actual better the hockey, the less you're going to get hit because you mm-hmm. can anticipate where the puck's going to go next. Um, whereas you get the young kids, they're just going to fling it anywhere they want. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you still get hit. Don't get me wrong. It just hurts that much more, but you don't get hit as much. Where's the worst spot you've gotten hit? <laughs> I took a puck to the back of the calf oh, from Dom Lutz this season. Oh. And I was a little pissed because Lutz turns around. He's got probably from his own blue line down the ice to shoot the puck. And he just decides to fire at the far boards where I'm at. And I turn, turn getting out of the way, just drills me in the back of the calf. <laughs> <laughs> And somebody from Erie this year, I don't remember who it was, tried shooting it out of the zone. And I was in front of the bench, and it caught me straight in the ear, Ooh. like right between the ear clip. And that that one hurt bad. Um, but I, I've been fortunate. You know, I, I wear my shin pads. I wear my cup. So I'm usually usually protected down there, but it's a soft <laughs> area. That awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah for sure. I feel like every once in a while, I don't know, has this happened to you? I see a ref, and they – it'll be right off the face off and they'll get hit in their hand or something from a puck shooting up, or it'll go like up in their face or something. Or the guys will trip them from behind. Yeah. Like I don't don't even know how this happens all the time, but what were you saying? I've gotten uh, almost taken out of some of those drops before, you know, stick comes in, catch the back of your skate. Mm -hmm. Um, We have an unwritten rule in refereeing where if you fall or you get taken out, you have to buy the other ref a beer. And (laughs) that goes for high school. That goes for whatever it is. Uh, I would have bought a lot of beers. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it almost makes you work hard not to go down. So yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't touch the ice. I didn't touch the ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's. Awesome. I mean, sometimes in the draws, you'll catch the stick to the hand, but never really a puck. Yeah. Man, I I still uh like I I think it was um I don't know maybe my freshman year of high school. Uh, it was like a summer league game or whatever. This poor ref, he, he told me like, heads up, heads up, heads up. And I'm a D man just going glassing out. I fire it and it doesn't even hit the glass. It just hits him straight in the back oh. of the head. He was so pissed at me. <laughs> uh, Tyler with his head down. Classic. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. But uh, I shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember uh, who was it? It was Mylon, Dan Mylon, not Cody. Um, and I was trying to think of like, the puck stories and i remembered that he shot a puck but it was at the, at the bench teams at the bench not the ref so the ref <laughs> yeah. actually got lucky there he just he lined up and took a collaborate right at the coach so <laughs> that, that went well uh, I, if i hit, i usually try to not yell but tell the kid I'm like you've got 200 feet of ice to work with and you decide to shoot it at me because they'll usually tell you you know get the f out of the way get out of the way well, you, usually when a ref would say that to me, I'm just like, I'm not very good. I, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm playing beer it. league on a Sunday. What do you expect? <laughs> Jesus. So I, I got to know, what is your favorite Made in Michigan story? Man, you got to have know, one. Yeah, I was going to say, is, is it on the ice? We're we talking off the ice here. Either or. It could be both. Either. Oh, man. Uh I don't know if I'd say it's favorite, but one I am going to remember was last year. Elk was on a tear to start the year, kind of how Huron was this year. And they went off the ice. I think it was at the end of the second period and they were losing. And, you know, these guys, they want to win. Nobody likes losing. And Hunter Skinner comes off the ice and just snaps his stick over his leg because he was so pissed that they were down, whatever it was. And I thought, like, I can't tell if this is funny or if somebody cares a little too much. And that's one that's going to stick out with me. Cause you know, you talk to Hunter, he's the nicest kid in the world. Oh yeah. All of a sudden you see this is like, Oh, <laughs> he's well, probably, he, he probably had like maybe a couple bad shifts where it like caused, you know, a couple goals the other way or whatever. And like, I, I I've, I've definitely run into a, a few hockey players that have been like that super nice people to talk to, but if you get them pissed off, they had a bad shift. Don't talk to him. Just, I don't I even mean, see him. I mean, to be fair, he does have a like a hundred mile an hour clap bomb, so he's got a yeah. little bit of strength. It's insane how hard the kid can shoot the puck. Looking at him though, you'd never guess that. Would you agree, Riley? If you looked at him, you'd never think he'd hit that hard or shoot that. No, you, you wouldn't. I mean, yeah, he's a big defenseman, but I mean, he's not. You know, he's not huge. He's not like a Luke Witkowski kind of big. He's just he's tall, and, but the kid's got power. Yep. Damn. Yeah, man. Um, so now speaking of officiating, we wanted to pick your brain because the playoffs over the last couple of years have been uh, causing some controversy. And um, we, we wanted to we wanted to kind of pick your brain from from an official's standpoint. So um, there, there have been a lot of inconsistencies, I'd say, with suspensions and everything. Do you think that has a lot to do? Do you think that that has more to do with the officiating or the league rules? Because I feel like a lot of it still can go upstairs to George Paros and he has the final say. I, I mean, what, what do you think? I think that's probably more on the league. Because um, at, at the end of the day, the league's going to have the final say. Yeah. And yeah, there's some guys that get away with a lot more than they should in the league. Not to name any names, Tom Wilson, but <laughs> there's a couple. And I, I don't know why the league makes some of the decisions they do, but I do think from a no-tolerance standpoint, it's going to fall more on the league than the referees. Because the refs are going to kick the guys out of the game. They'll give them that match penalty. Yeah. But as far as how long they're suspended, I don't believe the officials in the NHL have any say. No, so, the, the, the supplemental discipline. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the ref to get caught with a hot mic talking about <laughs> yeah, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in my buddy's group chat sent that to me and told me to listen to it. And the first time I heard it, I'm like, wait, what? And I really, I listened <laughs> and I started laughing out loud. <laughs> That's uh, it's something you can't do. You no, know, it, it may <laughs> chuckle, but it's something 
You just, you can't do that. So do you think that happens though? Like an actual, like that's a regular thing that happens or is that? Be surprised. I, I actually think that there's some refs out there that probably have bad blood with coaches that are starting to lean maybe one way or the other. Um, I don't want to draw any conspiracy theories on it, but I, I believe so. <laughs> For sure. I, I would say, do you think it's one of those things that maybe just happens and like people don't talk about it? Like you kind of can give the, a look to a ref like, ah, we gave, we gave, we, they got away with one there. We'll own one later on. Like kind of that thing. Yeah, there, I will say between the refs, that comes up between periods. You know, there's there's no such thing as a makeup call. Okay. But, I mean, coaches are going to argue that the penalty should be even at the end of the day. And, like, that's not our job. You know, you do something stupid, you're going to get penalized. But, yeah, I, I think there is that mindset definitely every now and then, especially if you know some kid or some player on the end of the, uh, the other team is going out of their way to be an idiot. Well, that's what I was I, thinking about with some of those refs, though. You know, even the hot mic thing is like, these refs are going into a game, especially in the NHL. They know every single person. They've probably refed a game against those two teams before. And them coming in, sitting in the in the ref room before, they're probably like, they probably shouldn't have said it on the ice. But like, all right, we need to get this game under control quickly because it can get out of hand if you miss two calls. Because then you're just trying to make, like you said, there's no makeup calls. So now you're trying to, do you let it go? Because you've heard it probably a million times. Players only want consistency, and you probably do too as a ref. Oh, yeah. um, but it's tough if you miss something, right? Because then how do you get that back? Oh, yeah. And I, I won't name any names, but there's somebody that I refed with in Colorado. He's an East Coast linesman who actually between periods pulls out a notepad and jots down notes. You know, hey, this kid's doing this. Hey, oh, right. something to look for. Because especially in those kind of tournaments, you never know if you're going to see that team again. So it's mm-hmm. something to be mindful of moving forward. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So, so the refs so, are aware of like who's on the ice then essentially. So you, you'd say that's pretty. Oh yeah, yeah. And well, we'll be in these like travel tournaments of going into the game, you know who to look out for. We know who the kid is. Yeah, I feel like some of the like the coaches know as well. Like, let's say if if I'm a coach and we we've gotten away with a few calls, like definitely trippings, and the other team has been called for penalties, we haven't. I'm going to tell my boys on the bench, like, listen, guys, we're probably going to have a few coming our way. Just expect it. Yeah, next oh, one's ours. Right? Oh, it's always talked about on the bench. Yeah, oh, yeah. Exactly. Next one's ours. Just next one's yours. Or ours. Make it make it a smart one. Um, but so I'm interested now talking to a uh, an official here. Do you think that refs should have to do the post game like the players do? It's, like in the NHL for the most part, you know, maybe not in anything else. But I hear a lot of the players are like. <laughs> I want them in. I want, I want to hear them. Do you like, what's the the ref's point of view on that? Uh, <laughs> from my understanding, the refs want no extra attention than they already get. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, can't, can't, can't imagine. Well, why. Exactly. Hilarious. <laughs> they did a post game interview and someone asks them about a call or no call. I'd love to see that, but I don't think <laughs> it's the best idea. I want like I a John think- Tortorella of refs. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah, right. God. Someone that'll go after it too. I mean, I don't think it's the greatest idea, but I'm with you. I'm like, as a fan, I'd love it. This would be the best thing ever. I tune into that uh, post game every single day. Right. I'll never even watch the regular players <laughs> post game. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was a thing, though, Connor. They they were they were like legit asking about that. No, it's not asking about it. But the players are pretty much every season. You hear something about like. You know, some guys say, hey, we got to be we got to answer to you guys after every game. And then we I make a mistake and have to answer it. And uh, and then there's a missed call out there that cost us the game. And now that ref doesn't have to go out there. It's always like after a loss and the player's mad because the the ref missed a tripping call on a breakaway in overtime or something, you know, and like maybe not that extreme, but it'll be pretty bad because we even saw what was it two years ago? Is it San Jose? What was San Jose, really, really Vegas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like that they. Now, not, none of them are that. That's probably the most extreme one I've ever seen. But, you know, the players, I think after that, they probably even said something. I don't know. I randomly see it every once in a while. Oh, yeah. And I was going to mention this off the record, but I'll bring it on the record now. <laughs> Perfect. That game, I was sitting in Bowling Green watching it. And first of all, I couldn't believe it happened. But my entire NHL playoff bracket, because was it Vegas lost, went 0 for 8. Because oh. I I it was I kid you not I was over eight in the first round and I'm like are you freaking kidding me because that that's hard to do though I should have taken you to the casino and you could just <laughs> told me what you were betting on and I would have just the opposite way <laughs> red or black red well, see, okay black <laughs> see that so with, with you being an official though I, 
a lot of you you know that like a lot of people are just gonna just throw the the blame on on officials like from the outcome of the game right but for vegas they were up what three to nothing or four to one in that game i mean no dustin if you're up (laughs) four to one in that game you cannot throw that away bro they had a a, a, correct me if i'm wrong it was a five minute two ten minute major right yeah they're not down for ten minutes you're down for five was it down for five yeah, okay. so it's down for five. Yeah, but then there was another one, right? Wasn't it down for five and they got another penalty? Or was so it so here's the thing. It, it went into OT all even, right? So yeah. that game was not decided from that call. Well, it doesn't matter. Vegas yeah. sucks anyways now. They fucking got rid of Flurry. so. <laughs> no, yeah. But I'm I'm just saying, like, I, I hate how fans say, like, oh, if, if that call didn't happen, then then they win that game. Well. Like, you can't <laughs> You can't really. Well. You're such See what a I have loser. to deal with. See what I have to deal with. <laughs> uh, you, you guys wouldn't be, or I guess you would be amazed how many times parents or even coaches will come up to a ref after like a youth game and say, "Hey, you cost us that game. Hey, you did this." Oh, I'm not surprised. I, I used to ref a little bit. Yeah, dude, I got to- I got tossed out of a squirt tournament because I missed a f- an offsides. <laughs> I'm not even you, kidding you. Oh, why did you the, miss that, Tyler? Why don't you open your eyes up a little bit? Okay, the game the game was five nothing already. Uh, and then this other, this team came down and scored their sixth goal <laughs> on an offsides. This, this guy, the, the guy who got blown out said that, uh, I missed the call. He went in and complained about it. I'm like, dude, that had no, uh, that had no like significance in the reason why you lost your team blows. I can tell this doesn't bother you at all. Tyler. That's good. I know he's getting <laughs> heated about it. <laughs> he's like, dear I'm diary. Just, Hey, it's day 486. Riley, Riley, I'm, I'm with you. These clowns don't know what we're talking about. No, it, it's, it's only getting never felt the heat. And that's my concern because especially considering COVID happened last year. I mean, USA hockey lost all these referees. And I think the return rate last year was like 33, 30% in the state of Michigan alone. And that's not good. And knowing that it's just getting worse and worse from parents and coaches. I mean, the future of officiating, especially in youth hockey, is in a little, little questionable right now. So be nicer to your refs, you bunch of asshole parents. They should make people like they should make kids who get like, uh, like X amount of ten minute misconducts throughout the year have to get their level one of of officiating. <laughs> <laughs> I like that <laughs> to learn some rules. Yeah. So Dustin. You're gonna have to get your your level one officiating. I, I feel like you would be that guy getting the ten minute misconducts, stick tapping people in the balls, and <laughs> when I when I played, I wasn't the penalty box. I was a very I was a very aggressive, rough person. Oh, I bet hasn't so, changed. No, not in the slightest. <laughs> but uh, anything you guys wanted to to bring up? No, not not now. Riley, appreciate you jumping on, man. Yeah, thank you so much, man. It was yeah. awesome, awesome picking your brain, and uh, we're we're gonna have to have you on again for um, for it'll be your third season for Made in Michigan, right? Yeah, next that's year. Hell yeah, awesome, awesome man. So, well, thanks, thank Riley. you so much once again. Yeah. Thank you guys, I appreciate it. Yeah, Goofed. see ya. Riley, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Look forward to next season with Made Michigan Hockey. Um, don't let the boys get under skin. Yeah, I know stay, sometimes. Stay strong. Yeah, stay kick strong. them out. You got exactly. the whistle. Yeah, I haven't seen you kick anybody out. I'm kind of disappointed. I was hoping to see something like that. Or maybe oh, just he like, will. Get the fuck in the box. You know, <laughs> I want to see a little bit more aggressiveness out of you. Yeah, but we uh, got to get Riley mic'd up. Oh, you know what? We got to give him. Kinda, uh, we got to give him like a like a GoPro for. Like oh, his helmet should. or something. No, that'd be a good idea. Or just, ha- or even li- literally have a little microphone on him. I'm sure I could find something to, to hook up. Oh yeah. That's a good idea, Tyler. For next season, mic'd up players. No, that's a good idea. I like it. Thank you. You heard it here first. It was me. It wasn't <laughs> Any- from Tyler. If anybody tries to take credit for it, just listen to episode 79. Wink sauce on the back end of the interview. <laughs> that no one probably listens to it. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I cut sound bites. So I'll, uh, I'll make sure I cut it and give it out to the world. There you go. Let them know I'm good for something.
silence. Mm. Every, mm. Everyone knows. Every, everyone knows. You, got, you guys didn't just cut out again. No, no, <laughs> not this time. I hate you both. Have a oh, great man. Sunday. Oh well, thanks. Is there anything else, boys? Before no, I was up? talking to Connor. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Fuck Appreciate <you>. it. <laughs> no, no, all right. Let's end it. Right, let's <laughs> away from us. All right, all right, all right, boys. See you next week. See yeah, ya. Let's get the fuck out of here.